This is Talking Shoe, and I am Chris James, and along with me is my boy, Sai. I don't know what's going on with the recording studio lately. Uh, is working, so here we go. Sai, open up, open up the cooler to stash another body in. Yes, sir. Jeffrey Dahmer style. <laughs> it's Jeffrey Dahmer night over at Talking Shoe. Um, I don't know what's going on, man. Uh, CK1 looks like he's not joining us. I don't know what's going on, man. Um... We have a huge show tonight, and it waits for nobody, as this is like a humongous show. Sash, let's kick it off, man. 97-1, everyone's talking about it. Cater JJ, I kind of know your take, but we got to kind of get into it, and w- let's say why we're going to take that. I guess I'll start it off by saying, let me just put, make a quick point, is everyone talks about intermediate routes by Cade. The, the small passes, the five-yard dumps, that's what Cade's good at. That's the only thing he can do, personally. And when JJ came in, he did the same thing and more, but when he did the small passes, they were quicker, which got to the receiver quicker so they could make moves faster. And it just he was a better quarterback, and it was not even a question. I don't know what people are smoking or drinking or whatever it is, um, but it's not even close. Your thoughts? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you know, Kate had like what, like 136 yards and a touchdown, something like that, which, you know, isn't too bad. It isn't too bad, but I just don't see, I just, to me, I just don't, I just don't see it from him. I just see that, that vanilla gameplay, you know what I'm saying? You know, he, I, you were saying earlier in the, in the, in the, in the group message that he's like, Sasha's probably hating the uh, the play calls. And you're right. I hate, I hate Harbaugh's play calls when like Kate is in there. It's that pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, you might get a good pass, whatever. But it, it, once JJ comes in, he just adds a dynamic to it, man. He only, he only threw four. He went four for four, like 30 yards, but he ran for 50 yards. He got a touchdown. He's, he spreads that offense out because the offense are always second guessing what JJ is going to do because he brings that dynamic in. You know what I'm saying? He can he can drop back in the pocket. He can stay in the pocket. He can run. He can throw on the he can throw on the run. Cade cannot do those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of starting JJ. I'm a big fan of keeping keeping it with JJ. This is the same thing that happened. Uh, with uh, Trevor Lawrence in college, Trevor Lawrence took over uh, f- for the starting quarterback. Starting quarterback got injured. Guess what happened? Trevor Lawrence fucking was a stud in in, in college, dude. Took over and they ran with him. Tall, tall quarterback like JJ. Good arm, can run. Playmaker. He's a playmaker. You know what I'm saying? That's what JJ is. He's just a playmaker from all aspects of what we like in quarterbacks, especially in college nowadays. So, and What really was a tall telling sign, and we can go on. This is a huge topic. Uh, one, one sign that people were talking about was Bowman came in. And a better job at what Cade does, the dink and dunk, than what Cade does. And that's because he's a little taller, a little more powerful arm. Cade felt the pressure. He absolutely stunk. And, and there's no, like... Going, oh, well, he took us. He didn't really do, he didn't really take us. It was the defense and Haskins and Corm. And then he made a few plays here and there. And JJ came in and, and stole the show. And then against Georgia, K did absolutely nothing. And then when JJ came in, at least we had a, a one touchdown, you know, and he provided it. 
Now, if you look at Cade's last three games, Georgia and then last game, and you know Ohio State, he played he played okay, um, but it, it's not even close. And now JJ goes into the Hawaii game starting. It's game over, dude. This is like it's not even anyone who thinks Cade should be the starter is a moron. It's simple as that, dude. This kid is like he's the truth, man, and he's only gotten better since last season. I think, I think personally, and I want you to touch on this, okay? I think people keep going back to the uh, what is it, McCaffrey days, right? And I think. I think people are like, well, what about McCaffrey, right? Because he came in, he did the same thing JJ's doing, right? He ran a few times, and it's it, come on, guys. JJ's arm is unreal compared to McCaffrey. You know what I mean? To McCaffrey, it's just it's not even close. So I think people are scared because Jim's made the wrong decision a few times, and now we're wondering what's going on. And I, I just think I think that even the third string and fourth string are, are better than Cade. Cade is not a horrible, horrible, horrible quarterback, but he just—he's very limited. And this is Michigan. This is a new year. It's—you know—the defense looks amazing. Did you see that? I mean, the defense looks amazing. Yeah, we have to, we have to touch, we, we have to touch on that real quick. Yeah, they had seven sacks, I believe, forty tackles, one interception. They—they they held Colorado State to. Uh, you know, one score, which everyone's like, "Oh, just it's just Colorado State," but still, to hold a to hold a, a college team to one score, it's pretty damn good, man. They they they, they gang tackle, they put bonnets to the ball, which I love from that. Uh, Mozzie Smith, I think, is 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 looking like a stud. You know, what I'm saying we need we need somebody like that most definitely. Um, so, I'm 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 liking what I see out of the defense so so far. Uh, to touch back on what you said about. Uh, McCaffrey, McCaffrey had a small sample size. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, I don't want what happened to McCaffrey to happen to JJ. You get what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't want to, there, there to be a, such a small sample size and JJ get fed up and it's just like deuces, dog. I'm, I'm gonna hit a transfer pool and I'm gonna go somewhere where I'm actually, I actually can start, I actually get some plays, some exposures, so I can get to the next level. Because that's what these guys are doing. That's what these, that's what these. Um, uh, college kids are going for their their dreams to get into the NFL, to get paid, to do you know to get paid a king's ransom, to pay kids sport. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, dude, I think I think I think we we, we shouldn't squander uh, JJ's ability. Like like I feel like McCaffrey's ability got squandered here uh, in Ann Arbor. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, I get what you're saying, and that's that's how today's game works. And if we look even further. On how today's game works, um, you know Alabama. We always want to talk about how we want to be Alabama, how we want to be Ohio State. These guys, they go out and they fucking play these young cats, and that's what separates them from you know the rest of the pack. Is in the national title game, they weren't afraid to go to Tua. You know what I mean? And it's a very tall telling sign of. What we need to be doing is, as like me and you have talked about, I don't understand why they go like this and go, well, I don't know. He's younger. He's younger. Well, how many – look at the last few teams. C.J. Stroud, top three, top four prospect. He took him to a real deep run. Lost to Michigan, or they probably would have been in the playoff, obviously. And he should have been in there, right? So what are we so worried about? Age is just a number. And if you look at the age with these young guys – you got Edwards, running back. Top, he's one of our best players on the team. 
Um, and all of our all of our guys that are good are sophomores and younger. And and you just talk about Nazi Smith. You talk more on defense, defensive line, freshman, uh, the cornerback number two, I believe his number is. Um, I'm looking up the roster, and he didn't pop up on the side I hit, but. That number two looked like a savvy-ass corner, dude. He looked like the best corner I've seen in a long time. Now, you still have Mike Sanistro back there, which is crazy to me. I don't see him panning out. You don't like small corners. He was a small receiver. He has a ton of heart. Is he going to try his best? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, right, um, right. Um, but Nazi Smith, Moore, Junior Colson, and guys fit in. And people want to go like this and go, Colorado State, that means nothing. I don't know, guys, because if you look at Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo, most of their sacks came against these teams that we're talking about right now. And most of their good play was like during these type of games. Now, they have a lot to prove, these young kids, don't get me wrong. But the only game they had was the game they just played, and they dominated. And that's a very good sign. I just think Cade, I don't know what the love affair is with him. I don't know what it is, but... um. Yeah, let's go back to this, and you're one of the guys who understood this. Jim Harbaugh made the wrong decision a few times at quarterback. Yes, sir. Peters should have played. If Peters would have played, he probably would still be there. He was better than the options they had. He didn't play that much. He came in. He looked decent. They let him go. He started Illinois, won some games. Um, And so now people are wondering, like, what's going on? Kate should be the slam dunk. He led us to the finals. No, man, it's not a slam dunk. The other kid's taller. He's got a rocking arm, and he can run. Cade's very limited. And, and this game, this Colorado State game, which should have been nothing, was a very tall telling sign that Cade could only, what, muster up two field goals and he scored a touchdown on a screen pass? Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, like, if you can't see that, something's wrong. So, Yeah, and, and, uh, and Cade kind of looked like kind of disoriented out there. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he looked like. You know, I think he still has it in the back of his head that, you know, he's fighting for his spot, rightfully so. Because I think J.J. comes in with a little bit of moxie. I think he comes in with a little confident, a little swag to him. And I think that's kind of, you know, uh, you, you know scary to Cade because, you know, I, I don't think Cade is, is as charismatic as J.J. is. You know, after, you know, seeing some of his post-game interviews, I think, I think J.J. McCarthy holds himself well. And that's that's a lot to that's a lot to say for, for a young cat, dude. And it's and it's a lot to say to see how he holds himself in those interviews in the press because he probably is he's probably just as charismatic and magnanimous in the huddle, dude. And that and that attracts that attracts his other players. That attracts other offensive players, man. It's like I want to play for this dude. I want this dude to be my captain. I want this dude to be under center. And you know, if if I was a player, I'd probably be thinking the same thing, dude. And here's the thing, too, and this is, uh, okay, I've just found Johnson, Will Johnson. He's out of Detroit. I believe that's who I thought it was. Um, the kid was a high recruit out of one of the major schools locally. He killed it, dude, this weekend. He looked very savvy as a freshman starting, true freshman. Um, no, but you were talking about the quarterback situation, and here's the deal. Tom Brady lost his job twice, Brian Greasy and Drew Henson. Now, the Drew Henson was what we're like, people go, what about that decision? Well, at the time, Drew Henson had a rocket arm and can move. And Brady was a seventh round pick. And, and this other guy was a hometown guy and he had a lot of intangibles. Right. Um, 
So at the time, it was kind of close, even though Brady showed a lot of things. He won, you know, he lost a stinker or two, and that's what kind of cost him. Um, but so don't give me that, like, oh, my God, Cade's this and that. Tom Brady lost his job twice in Michigan. Don't don't give me some kind of, like, Cade needs this and Cade needs No, he doesn't, dude. It's, it's JJ's job, and he's going to come out against a shoddy-ass Hawaii team and look amazing this week. And, I, you know, if Cade makes any blunders, it's over. If Cade throws a pick or he just looks lackluster when he finally comes in, it's over for him, dude. And, and, and you know what? I don't, it's not like I'm wishing the kid harm. He's just not. When you – we talked about this how many times, Sash. It's about five stars, four stars, and then you get some guys that are like three stars like you like, Michigan State guys, who finally work their ass off and pan out, right? But yeah. If, if you get an amazing five-star like Derrick Henry – you got to just go with it. You can't go, hey, I got this amazing five-star Derrick Henry, but let's start a, a linebacker, Haskins, that we just converted from a linebacker to running back. No, we told you guys last season Edwards was the guy. He finally got his shot, and what did he do? He showed he's the best player on the field. <laughs> Edwards looked amazing this week in limited carries. Right. He had, like, what, six, seven yards of carry? I mean, the guy, he's going to dominate. He could have made a serious Heisman run if they would have just kind of gave it to him. They want to – you know, give Corm the rock because Corm's super fast, but, you know, and then they sprinkled in the new guys because they don't want to hurt, and that's all, you know, that's how you do it. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying is we have talent all over the field now, dude, on offense, and now the defense, they weren't worried about it, Sash, and that's what scared me was I'm, like, talking about this defense. You lose a job, or you lose Hutchinson. No one talked about it. They weren't worried. And I'm like, why? You know? And now we see why. Nazi Smith's a beast. Right. Moore's a beast. More more looked better than Aiden Hutchins never looked. I'm sorry. Did he not? Mm, uh, you know what? It's it, it's just a start. Let's see what we can do, man. Because, you know, uh, me and you kind of differ from what we think about Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I, I, I like Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's a good size. He's a good speed. He's got power. Um, but it's a small sample size uh, right right now. So would I say he's better? I you know I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that right well, now. Okay, you won't you won't. Does he have that, Does right? he have potential? Does he Does he have potential? He has potential. I didn't know Corey was showing up on the show tonight. However, oh. no, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. But let me just put it this way, right? CK Vaughn. <laughs> Aiden <laughs> Hutchinson had like what zero or two sacks leading up to his. Uh, senior season, this kid Moore had three sacks in the game, dude. He had like eight pressures. I know it's Colorado State, guys. I know it is. What do you think he's going to do against the next team? He's going to dominate, dude. He's fucking right. sick, dude. You can see he had talent. If he comes in, he's getting well blocked, and then they score a bunch of points and shit. When he was off the field, you could tell that's how good the kid was. And they know he's good because they haven't said anything like, oh, shit, we're missing them guys. And they're he never came out once and goes, this is a year we're kind of rebuilding and shit. No, he never said that. And I'm like, why didn't he say that? Because he has every right to say that, losing three first-round picks to the NFL, Daxon Hill, Ajabo, you know, Hutchinson. But he didn't say that, and this is why. He has supreme talent across the board. And I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm ready to go on a limb here and say this is the best Michigan team I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, and like you said, coming and playing against Hawaii, 
you know, and I'll be, oh, it's just Hawaii's car. I'll say, yeah, well, so what? Let these kids roll with it, man. Keep that, keep that friggin', keep that freight train going, man. And like you said, if JJ McCarthy comes out, right, and he plays like, uh, he plays like Cam Newton, Cam Newton's MVP year, keep rolling with it. You know what I'm saying? That's just going to give him more confidence, dude. I want to see that. I want to see this kid just murder. On the ground, in the air. That's what I want to see this week, dude. And, and I want JJ McCarthy to shut up those, to shut those guys up who say that Cade's better. This, that, the, the. Cade's vanilla. Cade's v- vanilla, like every other quarterback that that uh, your boy uh, Khakis has put out there and, and 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 has decided to make their number one, his number one quarterback. Every single time, it's just, and they all look the same. Spate. McCarthy, they all look the same. Why? They all, not they McCarthy, all, but no, not, not McCarthy. McCarthy, McCade, Spate, they all look like Harbaugh <laughs> when Harbaugh was playing football. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a little affinity with that with, with those guys. You know what I'm saying? JJ comes in, he's blonde hair, tall, a little bit of swag. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, m- maybe your boy Harbaugh is stuck in those old quarterback fa- uh, phase that you know they you know I I don't know why I don't know what he's thinking. You know what I'm saying? But he just needs to leave McCarthy in there. That's just me, me and you are on that same page with that, dude. He just needs to leave McCarthy in there. And like you said, Edwards Edwards and Corum, dude, they combined for 140 yards, two touchdowns, dude. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if like you said, if, if both of those guys get more carries than they did, dude, they're, they're topping 100 yards every single game. So – it just to to me, it's a no brainer. You got you got guys in the backfield like that, running game like that that can o- open up the friggin' field, and then you got JJ McCarthy who can, like I said, put it on a turf, put it in the air. Man, you, you're gonna you're gonna be leaving those the defense and the, the coordinators second guessing and always wondering like what's what's next, what's next. You throw Cade in that mix, dude. They they, they know what's gonna happen. We right. power power eye up the middle, or it's gonna be Cade Dinkin and Duncan. Screen passes, because to me he doesn't have that great of an arm. Nice touch, just like Spate. Nice touch. Stop making your bologna sandwiches, Chris. Nice touch, but he doesn't have he doesn't have a zing on that ball, man. And I just think, like you think, dude, that just JJ's that guy. You just put him in there. He's that he's that missing link, that puzzle piece that just just puts that whole offense together. No, hundred percent. And the thing, like I said at the beginning of the show, is. Cade's known for dink and dunk, and he's known for accuracy. Well, he come out this week, he didn't do that. He looked like shit. Accuracy wasn't there. Um, you know, he just looked horrible, honestly. I mean, no mobility. Um, <laughs> he punted. I mean, he had, what, a couple field goals, a couple punts. He didn't do anything. As soon as J.J. came in, it was like a lightning rod, you know. And it's like if you're good at dinking and dunking, you better be good at dinking and dunking when you come in the game. If he would have came in two, three touchdowns, man, this is this is a real controversy. When he comes in and plays suspect, dude, it's it's over. <laughs> it's not no controversy. The guy can run like a deer and throw a fucking fifty yard off balance throw off his back foot, and the other guy can barely toss a ten yarder accurate. It's not close, and that's just <laughs> like fans and everyone that <laughs> talks shit about JJ and wants Cade. Have you noticed they're a Michigan State fan? Because they're scared. They're scared of this kid. JJ will eat them alive. You know what I mean? So, and that Corgi kid that CK1 talked about, 
he came in. He didn't throw the ball at all, I don't think, maybe once or twice, but he ran the ball, and he looked pretty damn decent. So, I mean, I think Cade, not only is he not number one, I don't even think he's top three on this team. And that's a wild take, but I'm just saying. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's that wild. I'm not a fan of McCart- uh, 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 Cade's gameplay. I'm just not a fan of it, dude. You know what I'm saying? I just That's just me. I think you feel the same way, man. And, like, the thing is, is, like, Michigan has a lot of good receivers too, man. 15, 15 players caught the ball. 15 different receivers caught the ball, dude. One for a touchdown to uh, Wilson. But I – it's there. They're there, dude. McCarthy's that guy. McCarthy's that guy. You place him in there, they're set, man. Well, we lost Ronnie Bell at the beginning of the season. What happened with that is Ambrell Edwards came up, and he played fucking sensational. And, you know, so you got him coming back sophomore. He's a stud, star. You got two, three freshmen that they really like, enough to move Mike Sandstro, who caught a couple decent balls last season in the crucial playoff run. And he, they moved him to corner. That's how deep they are at, at wide receiver. So when, you, when you're that deep, you know, he, Ronnie Bell's your two or three. Ronnie Bell didn't do shit last game. I mean, he caught a couple, but he – and, they, you know, they probably didn't want to – they didn't have to throw it against this team. We all know that. But, um, but Ronnie Bell's going to be a – he's a stud. He's one of our best players on offense, and he's like our third-string wide receiver now, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's how deep this team is. So – yeah, no, I get it. And um, one thing is we kind of elaborate and we kind of like how we always do on Talking Shoot, talk about other things that kind of coincide with our topics is how shitty Ohio State looked. Jackson Smith and Jigba, this guy was a number one top five pick slam dunk in the draft, comes out with like three, four receptions for like eight yards. Very weird and telling. And it was like kind of saying when Urban Meyer left, we knew they were going to come up to some struggles once in a while i think the struggles are here guys and cj stroud is not mobile and that's very weird you know what i mean because if you look yeah, at most stroud, definitely but you know what he he, th- he threw for over 200 yards got two, yeah, 200 two yards. Uh, scores out of it i believe but um yeah jigba had like what three yards but that but that but the other guy, Ugbio, messy these dudes, that guys. I feel so bad. His name's crazy. Yeah, I know what you mean. He did good. Igbuka, Igbuka, Ishbuki, whatever. Yeah, dude, he didn't look. He didn't look too bad. And I don't think CA Stroud looked as bad as you know he thought he did. They played a good team. They played a good team in Notre Dame. Notre Dame was ranked in the top ten. You know what I'm saying? But should have they showed out a little better yeah they should have showed out a little better but i don't i'm i'm still not i'm I, i'm still worried about ohio state dude i'm i'm still worried about that team that team's still a powerhouse man. well i'm saying like i would have been really worried if they blow notre dame out of the water the game was tight for three quarters and they got a couple lucky bounces here and there in the fourth now you're coming on the notre dame team this is the start of a new regime new coach new to this and that new, you know it's not like Brian Kelly's coming back, dude. Brian Kelly, he coaches that game. It's probably a Notre Dame win. Um, I mean, or closer at the end. Um, but, yeah, no, CJ looked very pedestrian. He's supposed to be a top three pick in the draft. He did not look like that. And I and Jackson Smith and Jigba looked horrible, and he did get hurt. But I just think Ohio State, <laughs> Travion Henderson, he looked horrible. 
I mean, compared to what you got, what when you're looking at these guys' numbers going into the season, going, these guys are, he'll have 200 yards, he'll have 10 receptions. They didn't do anything, dude. And I think, you know, that's against Notre Dame. You're right. And, you know, we're a younger team, but if we do like we've always done under Harbuck, that's the one thing I can say about this is they do get better every week, usually. When right. they have good when they have good teams, you know what I mean? So I'm not right. I'm not really scared. And then, you know, obviously Penn State, no one scares me in this uh, Iowa damn near losing to San Jose State or wherever it was. I mean, come on, you're not we're better than San Jose State. We're gonna roll Iowa. I was really worried about that game. And state didn't look that good and you know, it's a rivalry game and their coach might be a little better than ours, people think, but I think this year's everyone's talking about states the game. They're gonna win that game. I'll put it all on that. So honestly, I'm looking at it, and if they they might have one stumble when JJ might run and get hurt, and then you got Kate come in, and we'll really see, right? Because I think Kate's gonna cost them a game, and that's the only game I see them losing is like Kate coming in after a JJ injury, and that's it. I mean, I, I don't really see them lose, and that's all Harbaugh at that point, you know? Right. So, you know, what we're talking about, too, is, like, I don't see them losing, but I also, me and you all know, it's like, is, is he going to come out and start running the ball 30, game, 30 times and keep the game close for no reason and try to, it's like, why, when you got J.J. doing what he does, you know? So, uh, it's all on Harbaugh this year, and his whole contract is pending on winning. So, I think he's hungry like he was last season, and I think this is a better team than last season, so... Hey man, it's not, it's, not, it's not a wild take, brother. And, and like and like you said, man, if if, if Harbaugh does want to win, when when they're up, you know, toning it down and scaling down and doing the run, 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 just so he can do time management. Nah, bro. Let's like like I said, open up the open up the deep freezer locker, like your Jeffrey Dahmer. Pull out them dead bodies. Make mom's freaking casserole, and let them just smoke these cats, dude. Just just, just foot on the pedal. Freight train going, full head of steam the whole time. Blow them out the water. You know what I'm saying? That's what they need to do every single game and just keep that momentum going. Just keep it going. It's Jeffrey Dahmer and I here on Talking Shoot. And while we are, we're going to eat the rest of the competition as Mike Vlenny's come out this last couple weeks, man. And he kind of rests on his name. I'm Mike Vlenny, the best around here. When you start coming out with soft takes, and that's what I try to get on CK1 and a few guys that I'm bringing up on the show, and, like, I don't mind your takes because that's your take, but if you come out and say, David Blau's the best and so is Jared Goff, I mean, you have to look at Talking Shoots history. Me and Sasha, nine seasons deep. Um, me and Sparks were two, two, three seasons deep, so Sasha's been on the show for a long time. If you look at our takes, we've been solid on almost everything. We're going to give you a real perspective, not just Homer-type shit. I think Jared Goff is going to suck this year. I think the Lions are one of the worst teams in the league. They got about seven to ten injuries as we transition, Sash. Right. One against the Eagles. This, to me, looks like that Eagles game where Rodney Pete was quarterback in the playoffs in Philadelphia, and they just walloped our ass. I don't see them doing anything against Philly. Am I wrong? No, I don't think I think you're wrong, man. And if um if you want to start transitioning over to um, you know, our predictions for who's going to win the division cha- division championship, I think NFC East is going to be Philly. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying. I think um 
I think Jalen Hurts has great upside. I think having A.J. Brown over there now, you know, I want Miles Sanders to kind of step up a little bit more than he does. Maybe that's because I got him on a few of my fantasy teams. But I think they, <laughs> I, I think, I think they have, I think they have a lot, you know, a lot of momentum, a lot of upside, man. And no, no, I think they're just going to just beat up on the Lions, man. And if they don't, then, you know, good for the Lions. I just, I just don't see it going the Lions way. Yeah, I mean, you can go up and down the positions. And, I mean, you can look at it from several different ways. Um, but let's just go quarterback. Jalen Hurts over golf for me. Yes. Um, we can go running back. I think overall, Philadelphia's running back committee is stronger than ours. I think DeAndre might be a touch better than Miles. Um, but if Miles is doing his best, he's up there with DeAndre. And then you have Kenneth Gainwell and several other running backs they like to pull out. Jamal Williams hasn't done anything. And, you know what I mean? I, I doubt they put Reynolds in the game, but Reynolds is one of our best players, I believe. Um, and the receiving core, like you just talked about, A.J. Brown, he's going to be a star. And then you have Devontae Smith, who's a Heisman winner. With with uh, with J-Mo out, edge goes to them. Their defense has won a Super Bowl with <laughs> Brendan Graham. And uh, our best player from several years ago, uh, Slay is on their team, and he's uh, still a lockdown corner. So I just don't, I I don't see anything coming from this game. And uh, you hear about the standing only, standing room only uh, tickets that they're delivering, or no? Yeah, oh, those are those are the I hi how you doing? My name is Joe Schmo. I'm from Detroit, and I drink the Honolulu Blue Kool Aid. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I think, I'm not... I think Corey got a couple seats, actually. Um, oh, but... you're horrible. <laughs> no, but the thing is, is the cool thing about that is they do give you a regular seat. Now, I don't know if you just pay for the seat and you get a free seat next week or you have to pay for the next seat. Oh, they give you a folding chair? They give you a folding chair? No, no, next week they give you, if you buy a standing <laughs> room, they give you an actual seat next next week. I don't know if you have to pay for it, but you get an actual, another game the next week so i didn't okay. see if you, i didn't see if you had to pay for it but they're actually going to give you a of you buy standing room only you get a ticket to the next week's game in the in the seats and i don't know if you have to pay for that or you just get it but that's a pretty decent deal but uh i think they're doing that just what's that tell you they're gonna get blown, blown the fuck out by philly you know what i mean and um i don't know dude it's it's a long season for the lions that's why we have nfl network and yada yada in fantasy football you know what i mean but uh oh yeah most definitely man so yeah i don't know i don't really see them doing anything now jared goff is the x factor correct he has to be now if he doesn't do anything what do they do right well, like, they, they put it they put in sudfeld Oh my god, dude. Exactly. That... Exactly. Seinfeld? Seinfeld? Right? God, oh. man. I hate Jesus. to go to this real I hate to go to this real quick. Well, because we touch on it, but I did watch that Jurassic Park because you uh suggested it. I'm joking. You did not suggest it, but dude, that first hour covered more things. I had to get a calculator out and start like doing equations and shit. Like it had so much shit in that first hour that you know what i mean i'm like six times 82 and then there was so much into it dude i'm like oh my god that was the most like informational first hour of a movie i've ever seen in my life but anyway right we'll get to that later on sash what's going on man like give me a topic here let's go let's go do the uh 
our predictions are coming out of the um, divisions in the NFL since we already kind of transitioned over to the NFL, man. I already Perfect. kind of gave my prediction for the for the NFC East. Well, let's start in the West, man. So, NFC West, man, I, I'm kind of torn between San Francisco and the Rams, man. But to me, it's going to be the Rams because I think they're they're more – they're more, uh, fu- they're further along than San Francisco is. Quarterbacks, you know, Stafford, he's a champion, been in the league a long time. He's a leader. They're kind of established. Trey Lance is coming in. Um, it's kind of like the first time he's going to, you know, hold the reins for San Francisco. They got a lot of good cats out there. Elijah, Elijah Mitchell in the backfield, Debo, you know, Kittle's one of the top tight ends, but he's got to build a rapport with these guys. He's got to build a rapport with their offense. So, um, you know, Brandon Ayuk still over there. So he has good weapons. No, don't, don't, no doubt he has good weapons, man. But I just think that the Rams are uh, that much further ahead than San Francisco is. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting the Rams to come out of the NFC West. No, I, one thing that we have to look at is Bobby Wagner, one of the greatest middle linebackers in NFL history, especially in our latest era, right? Um, when we were kids, we had a separate era and now we kind of like as grown men as our grown men era, as we like graduated from twenties to whatever thirties, Bobby Wagner's been that guy, dude. And he was the heart and soul of that Seattle team. And you have a smart middle linebacker like that. And not only that, but you go up to the front and you got Aaron Donald. I don't like him personally, but he is one of the best players in the league. I have to admit it. Now you go to the middle, you got Bobby Wagner and some other great players. And then let's go to the back end where you have Jalen Ramsey, one of the top three corners. So they have on every level a great player. Fast forward to the offense. I never liked Allen Robinson as much as some people did, even though he's a hometown product. Um, But Allen Robinson has been super productive. He has a lot to prove. He's replacing Odell Beckham and, and, you know, it, you get the single coverage because two people are on cup. So I don't know about the running game. I think that's always a kind of a – they didn't really address that as much as they should have. But Stafford's obviously a great player, and they just – I think, yes, I do think – I think there's too many question marks on uh, San Francisco. Is Trey Lance going to be a superstar? If he is, then it's uh, – you know, it's going to be a, a fight. But right, I don't know. I And so I, I do pick the Rams as well. Got you. And like, so later you know, on, I, we're gonna do a bracket but, too, like who who wins like the playoffs and shit. But go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think I think just the, the offensive separate those teams. I think I think San Francisco has a great defense. They got Fred Warner in the middle. He's a great leader, great linebacker. Great. So linebacker. like, you know, I, I I lean more towards where the offense is going with these two teams. You know what I'm saying? And in and, and, and don't get me wrong, man. Like you said, Rams have a great, great defense, man. From Wagner to Donaldson to, um, you know, the cornerback. I just, just eludes me just now. Uh, no, oh, Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. You know they have great players, man. But I think the offense just pushes them over the edge in the NFC West. Well, here's the thing, too, though, and here's a very, very crazy thing, right? Stafford gets hurt, and. That defense, that that team's the Chicago Bears of a few years ago with Trubisky. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Great defense, and what do you have? So then it, I don't even know if San Francisco is going to be number two. I actually think that the Cardinals, who you love, 
I think they have a lot of upside. They have a great coach, young coach. They got a lot of great players around them. I I mean, they don't get DeAndre back for a few weeks, but uh, right. they come back with Hollywood Brown. Um, they want to Connors in the backfield. They want to yeah. They want to keep Murray healthy. You know, like happy. So I, I kind of think the Cardinals actually come up in the mix as well. That's a tough division, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely. Let's move on. So let's say let's stay in the NFC. Let's go. Let's go our area, dude. Mm. NFC North, right? Uh, this one to me is a no-brainer. It's going to be Green Bay, man. I know. I know you're not. I'm not. I know you're not a huge fan of uh, Aaron Rodgers, and neither am I. But I, I am one that gives credit where credit's due. You know, got Aaron in the backfield. You know. But it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers makes always makes wide receivers better, dude. You know what I'm mm. saying? He always makes wide receivers way better. And when the wide receivers leave, like Jordy Nelson left, he did okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think he always just makes his wide receivers better uh, than they are because he he's he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's a good savvy quarterback, man. So um, I'm I'm going to go with Green Bay coming out solely because the guy that's under center. Aaron Rodgers, man. Very smart player. And anytime you want to go NFC North and you go Green Bay, Aaron Rod, that I mean, you're not wrong. Well, I'm going right. to give you the devil's advocate because one of them is Aaron Rodgers before the last couple of years has been on the decline. And also, let's look at last season, right? You went in against a, a um, what do you call it? Not superior, but inferior San Francisco team. And you ended up botching it at the end because you couldn't score a goddamn touchdown. And you had the best receiver in, in the last 10 years with Devontae Adams. You just lost him, as well as your best defensive end pass rusher, who's now on the Vikings or the Ravens. I forgot where he went, but he, I think the Vikings. Um, so I don't know if you somehow get better. And and Aaron Rodgers, before that quote-unquote, I'm going to say MVP, that was the craziest, worst MVP I've ever seen. The last couple of years, MVP has been a fucking, like, kind of like a, a Madonna contest, man. Like a beauty contest. You know what I mean? Like, Brady, a 40-fucking-year-old guy wins MVP. Rogers, old as shit. You play fucking Detroit and Chicago twice. Of course you're going to fucking, <laughs> you're in the MVP discussion. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't see, uh, I think the one thing that they have that no one kind of talks about, you talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones and uh, the other running back out of Boston College. Those Dylan? two guys, yeah, Dylan. Dylan. Those two guys. I think Dylan has a. He's supposed to be really good, and he didn't really show too much last season. I think he, those guys could carry this team with a good defense. But Aaron Rodgers, his days. I mean, he's looked terrible, terrible, terrible. Eating shrooms, talking to. I think it's Minnesota personally. I think Minnesota has Dalvin Cook. They have this. When it's kind of like Green Bay has, you go out to Minnesota and it's all work. There's nothing right. to do there. There's nothing to do in Green Bay. There's nothing to do in Minnesota. And that's kind of like what we have in Detroit, but we just don't have the talent. But uh, Minnesota has Kirk Cousins they gave the bag to, which I don't really like them. But if Dalvin Cook can semi-stay healthy, you also have one of the best Jefferson. in the game, Justin Jefferson. And they right. always have a good defense, always, even though they lost Anthony Barr, which is a huge hole. But I do like Minnesota personally. Yeah, on. I, th- I think I think though, really quick before we move on, I think that mm-hmm. um, 
what what gives Aaron Rodgers that little edge is that dude came out of dude came out of the woods smelling like a pot of chili and sandalwood, hugging trees and eating <laughs> mushrooms, man. Maybe he's seen something, open up the synapses a little bit, bro. Who knows? But yeah, let's move on. Um, wow. NFC South, man. I got I got Tampa Bay coming out of NFC South. That's that's if that's if that's if that's if your boy doesn't have a duck arm season, like I've said. It's gonna age is gonna creep up on everybody. It happens, dude. And we saw we, we saw we saw one season to the very next. We saw Peyton Manning break records to not be able to even throw twenty yards on the field. Is this gonna be that year for uh, Tom Brady? If it is not, I can see Tampa Bay coming out, man. And I'm a, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go with that track record that Brady's gonna be coming prepared. He looks like handsome Squidward. I don't know what's going on with the guy's face. But you know, what I'm saying, you know, he 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 he's he's drinking out from some kind of elixir of life. You know, the fountain of youth. He found it. I don't know if if it's you know, if if it's his beautiful wife that keeps him young, or his kids that keeps him sprightly, or all that money. You know, what I'm saying the way he takes care of his body. Who knows? But if he can stay healthy, dog. If he can stay healthy, man. I see Tampa Bay coming out of uh, the NFC South. Champions. Well, that's funny that you said that because he comes out with some dyed hair, face all skinny. They have reports that his wife did a fucking Larsa Pippen, Larsa Pippen, cheat, cheated on him. I heard, and um, he's all messed up, dude. And um, as we know, with a broken relationship, it's tough. But the only thing that guy's ever had in the past few years, it's football. He lives, breathes, shits, smokes, snorts. It's all football, and. I get what you're saying about the noodle arm shit, because, but Peyton Manning, <laughs> he won a Super Bowl with a goddamn noodle arm. And you know why? It's because he knows all the coverages, all the blah blah blah. And you also have, you have a, a, Va- a Von Miller ran defense. Von Miller ran that defense. If you ask me, that defense. Okay. And look at that the defense, defense that Randy Denver. has. Brady right. has a fucking crazy ass defense. True, so. true. And then, but then also, uh. Peyton Manning did not have Leonard Fournette and those wide receivers. This guy has everything, dude, and that's why he came back. But offensive line issues could be the key to that team. Um, but look at the division. Seattle, New Orleans, who's the other team? Uh, Carolina. Uh, those are the worst teams in the league. So they yeah. have the basically, you know, they're, you know they're going to go two – you know, at least it, split with one of the teams and probably go 2-0 and with two of the teams. So, Yep, Atlanta, New Orleans, and Carolina. I do think, if we want to talk about it, is New Orleans is the question mark. Jamison Williams is a very special talent. He's got a whole new wide receiving core. And, obviously, Alvin Kamara, you know, I don't know, dude. They they have a lot right. of talent there. So And DeMario uh, Davis on defense, they have a great – always have a great defense in, in New Orleans. That could be it, and they always beat the shit out of the Buccaneers every time, right? <laughs> you know, so it's like, but that's one team that you can look for. But no, I do see Brady coming out. I just, I mean, until they're proven differently, and I don't. It's not even because of Brady for me. Like I just said, defense and Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, anyone can play quarterback in that system. So, um, but all right, we're rolling. We're rolling NFC East, man. Um, NFC East, you got the Cowboys, Eagles, Washington, and the Giants. So I'm just gonna automatically X out the Giants in Washington. I think I think they have a lot of good upside, young quarterbacks. I think Carson Wentz has a lot to prove in Washington. But no. You know me. You, you know we, he he has a lot to prove 
am I saying he's going to prove it? No, I ain't saying he's going to prove it. You know me. I, I got I got to watch him a little bit this season to see if he's going to pull off what he did his rookie season. But um, that leaves the boys and Eagles. And me, I'm not a boys fan. I think they're going to flounder this year. Um, I think I think Zeke's best days are behind him. You might disagree with him. I think Tony, Tony, Tony Pollard's that lightning. Uh, Zeke's the thunder, you know what I'm saying? Tony Pollard's going to be your workhorse. Zeke's going to get in the red zone. If Dax can stay healthy, hit C.D. Lamb up. Look look for Schultz a little bit. I, I think, uh, you know, Gallup, if he they, he can stay healthy, I think, I think they'll be pretty good. But I just think that Philadelphia, you know, with Kelsey under center, he, he commands that line. I think Jalen Hurts is on on the come up because I think he's I think he has a good head on his shoulders. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a, a rub and tug Watson you know stupid mentality. Ah, you know ah. what I'm saying? But yeah, like like I said, you know having having uh, Devonte Smith out there, having AJ Brown, having uh, Miles Sanders and the running backs in that uh, in the backfield, having go dirt go dirt go deer. I don't even I always mess I always mess those guys' name up just j- j- just for fun, but. I think he has a lot of a lot of core people around him on offense too, man. And uh, we have we have the ex lion, you know Darius Slay on defense, man. I think they're just they 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 have a lot more tangibles than anybody else in that um, in that division. So I'm I'm picking Philly to come out of the East, man. NFC East. So the crazy thing, I love the NFC East. I don't know why. I just you know I love the Cowboys. I love the Giants. I love the Redskins, I'm, a, I'm always going to call them. I don't give a shit what the The is. Commanders. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Um, uh, here's the thing that puzzles me, right? The Commanders had four first-round picks on the defensive line. Reed, Chase Young, yada, 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 yada. Now, somehow, they have the worst defense ever. I don't know, dude. Uh, they go, they play on a grass field. I think anytime you play the Commanders, it could be like a 40-point spread, and they could win the game. I think they have a... They have a fighting chance in every game. You got Gibson, Terry McLaurin, um, Carson Wentz is better than what they've had. Even though I like that Tyler Henneke, I don't know why they got rid of him, but uh, or he might be there in the backup role. But uh, yeah, I, I think that they understand offensive line importance. Um, the Commanders are kind of like a, a team that's kind of like very like kind of like where the people think the Lions are going to be like, oh, they're going to be kind of like. I think the Washington's that team. I don't think the Lions are. I think Washington is that crazy surprise team. Um, but here's the thing about this division. The Giants could be leading the division after a few games, dude. <laughs> you know, Daniel Jones didn't look that bad in year one. He kind of struggled after that. Um, you got a lot of wide receivers there. You got a lot of talent. Saquon Barkley's back. Right. That's, I think that's key. That's key. key. If, 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 if Saquon and Kondarius Tony can stay healthy, man, I think that's, that's, that's a good combo right there to have, man. So, well, no, I'm with you on that one. He's a very dangerous slot receiver. He's very oh, – he Most he definitely. one of the best in the league, but he can't stay healthy, and they really didn't know how to use him a couple years ago last year. I mean, and um, so that's a question mark. But they are a fighting team, so that's why I said two fighting teams. And then as we get to my baby, the, the Dallas Cowboys – I don't know how you get better when you lose Amari Cooper. Uh, Zeke's a year older, like you said. Um, you wanted to know what I thought about Zeke. I still think he's a very special player, but guess what? I'm just thinking, right? He hasn't shown it. So when you come out and say Pollard's better, I'd love to go, what are you talking about, and get all Chris crazy. But 
I got to be honest with you, man. Zeke's got a lot of proof this season, man. He has he done it. And the thing was with Zeke, as he got the bag a few years back, and rightfully so, the guy was <laughs> amazing a couple years ago, right? And, right, right. He has came in out of shape every season. And for a running back, you can't come in looking like Eddie Lacy, dude. I mean, cheeseburger. Just, you need that little bit of speed with that power. If he came in in shape, then you got a Derrick Henry Jr. going on. But I don't think he came in in shape. And then, obviously, losing Tyron Smith is never a great thing. So, yes, the Cowboys are in very disarray, but they can come out 4-0. You know, like I right. said, it's a very crazy division. But I'm going to go with you. Um, I think Gardner Minshew being a backup <laughs> quarterback who's a kind of a starter. Um, so now if Jalen comes in and he's looking wishy-washy, which he has done his whole career, I do see him kind of going forward, but you never know. Um, I do think you're right. Um, the Eagles, they just have so much talent. I love their GM. I love what he does. That's what the Lions should do. You should have a couple options at every position. So, yeah, I do see the Eagles as well. Right, right, most definitely. And, like, uh, the, the big back, what you said about um, people saying that or you're saying Tony is a better running back than Zeke, they, they're just two different players, man. You know what I'm saying? Zeke's, Zeke's that – to me, Zeke's a power runner. Tony's that speedster. You know what I'm saying? Pollard's at speedster. So, like, I, I like the dynamic they have there. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if, if I'm in a red zone, I want to go with Zeke every time. Zeke's that bowling ball. If, if he's a little out of shape, that's cool. He has a little bit more poundage to throw forward to get over that line of scrimmage. So, but I, I agree with you. If he comes in shape, dude, if he, if, if he hits the P90X like Cheeseburger Lacey did that one year, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he is a little more conditioned. But like you said, once these guys get the bag, man, you know, I don't, I don't know how these guys' mentalities change. But to me, like, if I got the bag, dude, that just that, that just makes me more hungry. You know what I'm saying? You know, in anything. I, I get a raise at work. I, I want to do better so I get a better raise at work. You know what I'm saying? So that's just me. Um, but um, Real quick before we move on, though, is, like, people want to talk about the Lions and they want to go division. And I think – Someone came out this week and talked about everyone that's out this week, and that's seven really good players for the Lions. And um, they, I'd love to love the Lions, guys. And we'll get, you know, we haven't really touched on it because we went Green Bay and Minnesota, but um, I'd love to do that. But let's just put it this way every team in the NFC East is just as good or better than the Lions. That's all I'm saying. I think they're, I think they're better. I think they're all better. You know what I'm saying? And like, and like you said, oh, okay. like you said, that was being nice, but yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Don't be saying. nice. Yeah. Don't be nice. Don't be nice. It's fucking Dahmer Day, dude. It's Dahmer. <laughs> Take the bodies out of the deep freeze, bro. We got some steaks to cook up. You know what I'm saying? And if you ask me, you said we have seven players down for the Lions, dude. That's like every single year. And then the next thing we know, we're like 0 and 5. And then, like, is it, is it, isn't it pointless to put these players back in? Why? You know what I'm saying? Just tank it and look for another and look for another first round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? The, the the time the time that lines are gonna be good is when everybody's healthy going into week one. And we have at least in mine and yours opinion, we have a pretty damn good quarterback under center, dude. And it's not looking like that this year. So my my opinion, fucking tank, dude. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, trust the process, hopefully, right? If the process goes our way. And what I don't understand is this, right? We get Pascal, another defensive tackle. We get, you know, and he's not even going to play for a few weeks, they said. And we drafted two defensive tackles last season. You could have had Malik Willis. And 
as far as I'm concerned, when we're making these predictions, it looks more promising with a guy. Okay, if Goff gets hurt, now we got Malik Willis, or Malik can fight for the job and kind of split time like JJ and Kate. I, I don't know. I think Malik Willis would have been an upstart prime player that's something to get excited about and drink the Kool-Aid. Unfortunately, right. you have Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I, I hate talking to these guys. <laughs> CK1. Uh, I hate talking to these guys who just go, Jared Goff can play good. So is everyone else. How? What are you, what are you basing that off of? Like, right, right, right. You, the, the, everyone's basing off of Goff. We're going to bring up Goff. Well, he went to a Super Bowl. He went to the Super Bowl <laughs> on, on, on McVay's uh, orchestration Girly. of that offense, dude. When like like McVay came in, was just like, "Hey, I, I'm throwing the book out. We're playing Madden, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm calling audibles at the line. We're bringing Madden playbook in. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have that here. We don't have that structure like they did with the Rams, man. So it's it, it so to to think that Goff's gonna come in and and play like Super Bowl Goff is just to me, uh, in, in a sense, ignorant thinking. You know what I'm saying? I love that take, man. Let's move to AFC, and we'll come back a little bit, touch on the lines later on, but let's let's move on. AFC West side. So the AFC West, we have Kansas City, Las Vegas, the Chargers, and Denver. What a great division if you think about <laughs> yeah, this, man. You know sure. what I'm saying? You, you got yeah, K, uh, Kansas City, you got Mahomes under center. You know, mm-hmm. w- great quarterback. Las Vegas, you got uh, Carr under center. To me, good quarterback, not great. Has potential. He really needs to push him forward this year. He has Josh Jacobs in the backfield. You have Waller. You have Renfro. Renfro. You have uh, Devontae Adams. You have one hell of an offense, dude. This is his year to actually show that 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 he can be an, an elite quarterback, a top five, top seven quarterback. This is his year. Um, you also have uh, the Chargers, who Herbert. I love Herbert. You know, he has a lot of good weapons. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. He has Eckler in the backfield. Um, he, he to me, is uh, a few steps under my boy Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of see similarities in their game. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, and then you also have Denver, who is kind of completely restructured, dude. You know what I'm saying? They got, they got mm-hmm. Russell Wilson in there. Um, I, think, I think that helps him out friggin' huge, huge. Russell, Russell coming in with the experience. Super Bowl victories, going deep in the playoffs, having a great team. You know, he's 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 a classy, you know, consummate professional dude. So I think he's gonna elevate their offense. With that said, though, I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Chargers, bro. I think the Chargers can pull this one out, man. I really do. I I, I really do like you know what they have going on for them. So I'm gonna go with go with the Chargers coming out of uh, AFC West. Chargers are very special. You touched on a lot of the teams. I, I, I do love the Chargers. I do. I was one of the guys, and I'm on 97.1, telling Mike Valeni, who called me a, an idiot. Like, we talked about takes. You have the right take. I was the one watching Herbert's film. He's throwing dimes, and guys are dropping them. And then he fell to six, and the Lions could have had him. But let's, like, let's move on from that because it's hard to shake that, man. But uh, Got you. Um, Justin Herbert's one of the best players I've ever seen play football in any period of anything. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. It's as simple as that. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks, especially in this division. Um, 
I'm a big Kansas City guy. You just lost your best player in Tyreek Hill. That's tough. Um, you do have Andy Reid. They added some pieces that they were missing, but you did lose Tyreek Hill. I do. Two teams are coming out of this division, and you said Chargers, and I think the Chargers are going to take a step back this season due to their head coach. He was a moron last season, cost him a few games. We just talked about it. Kansas City, let's just, I'm going to put them in the wild card or division lead, okay? And then I'm going to go with the Raiders, man, because you have a decent team. And now you get Josh McDaniel, one of the best offensive minds in football history, to go along with Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the last 10 years, who has worked with Derek Carr. So it's not just coming into a new – this is best friend type shit, dude. When I flex my ass cheek, throw it to the corner, they're going to know special shit. It's going to be free touchdowns. And the Raiders didn't really lose by much last season. They had some pretty good draft picks, some good uh, offensive uh, signings and shit. So I think the Raiders and the Chiefs will be, but I can't knock anybody if they want to go Denver or the other team because Denver has now they have Russ and they had great receivers. It's in a, a good defense, and you're playing at Denver. It's a tough thing to do. Denver was pretty consistent last season with Drew Locke at quarterback. So it's right. going to be one hell of a division. And what sucks oh, dude, for that division? Time. What sucks for that division? And, and touch on this, please. Is like they're going to beat each other up. You know what I mean? Like, no game. That's going to be like people bet money on these games. I'm not touching that division. I don't care if they play outside the division, but when they do play inside the division, you can't pick who's going to (laughs) win. They're all good. You know what I mean? And they all have things going on and things falling off. So, I I just – that's a very tough division, but I'm going to go Raiders personally. Well, I want to touch on that because that's who I had – Right under the Chargers, I had the Raiders, and but that—that's to me. If if Derek Carr can step up and be that quarterback that he looks like he can be, man, you know what I'm saying. I know, I know, I know. Derek Carr's a you know, you know, a, a, a really a really big religious Christian guy, but sometimes, man, you gotta you you, you gotta leave that at the door and be a devil on the field. You gotta be Dahmer on the field, bro. This is Dahmer day, bro. This is Dahmer year. You know what I'm saying you gotta just 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 slice them bodies up that's what he needs to do man but i i just don't from his track record i just don't see him doing that man so that's why i had to kind of go the chargers route definitely no no so staying in staying in the afc um if you want to you want to piggyback off that um no i mean like the the broncos are a super dangerous team think about this melvin gordon is a second string running back I know, I mean, dude. I know. Right behind Williams. They have a super dangerous team. And I love Denver for the simple fact that when they don't like something, they change it very quickly. They don't go, let's sit back several years. They were trying to get quarterbacks, trying to get they went out and got Peyton Manning. They went out, they like tried to get aggressive in the draft, get Drew Drew Lock. They tried to be players. Now they got Russell Wilson. They didn't sit back and go, let's play the game and see what happens. No, they go, We're getting this guy. Fuck it. And what did they give right. up for him? Not really shit. No offense. Right. Fucking so I, I don't know, man. I think Denver's a scary team. They're all scary. So yeah, that's, a tough that, 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 that's gonna be that's gonna be fun division to, uh interdivision games to watch this year, man. I'm definitely gonna be putting stars and asterisks next to those. So, like definitely watch them. Exactly. But um, but we're gonna move on to the AFC North. On the AFC North has Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Off rip, I'm knocking Cleveland out. 
Okay. Good. Um, yes. They're because out because sure. I think I, I think Watson being out, you know, the the double handful of games he's out is really going to be detrimental to them. I like Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. I like Najee Harris. Um, I I I think their quarterback situation is sort of like you know the Michigan's quarterback situation. Who's it going to be? You know what I'm right, saying? I think right. I, I I I think I think if I, I I would like to see Pickett in there. Don't get me wrong, but who are they, who are they going to start? No, I agree. I agree. No, you know what I'm saying so. Like, yeah. so I knock out Pittsburgh. So that leaves us with Cincinnati, who Burrow, Burrow's under, you know, center. You know, Mixon's gonna probably have a good season again. Um, you know, they have the best wide receiver, probably the one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best, in Jamar Chase, young cat. Oh, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I like them, but I'm gonna go with Baltimore, man, because I think Lamar Jackson has a lot. A lot, a lot to not not to prove to anybody else to kind of himself. I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, the size of a freaking boulder at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because he he can he if he it, this is last year under contract with Baltimore. If I'm if if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about it. If he if he doesn't exercise his option and wanting to stay at Baltimore, what if he goes down to Florida, dude? What if he goes out of Miami? Could you imagine him down in Miami? Miami? How about yeah. let's 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 go a little bit different than that. Same state. What if he goes to Tampa Bay? Oh, did, see Tom I, I just, Brady. Okay, well, see Tom, Brady. Tom Brady. Okay, well, we'll just go with uh Lamar Jackson. Um, right. Lamar actually just came out. I don't know. You probably I don't know if you you know, st- stating what you just said, you might not have heard it just came out a couple hours ago. He's giving them till Friday for a deal good yeah good because you know what i mean like it's not i'm just saying like i don't know if you heard that but it's yeah that's he should have done that um he's very (laughs) so so special man so um, oh yeah most definitely go on and i will touch on it we'll go on so yeah so like i i didn't i didn't know he said that dude but good for him because you know what he deserves it. If Baltimore doesn't want to give the bag up for him, bro, they're stupid. That that that, that guy is a human uh, human fucking cheat code, dude. That guy that that guy is that that dude. He like like I don't know if he's like an an avatar or you know if if the real Lamar Jackson sitting at home on the sticks playing Madden. You know what I'm saying? But he, that dude is a human cheat code, man. You if you don't want to give up the bag for Lamar Jackson, somebody like Miami's gonna come scooping up. Or if 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 Tom Brady, this is indeed Tom Brady's last year, have a bacon scoop up. Who wouldn't want to go to uh, Florida, bro? Okay, it's great weather, beautiful women. You got water on all sides, and you got no friggin' state tax, bro. You know right. what I'm saying? You be you know you be dumb not to go down there. So yeah, they're, they're dumb if they don't. I think Lamar Jackson is just if even if they don't resign him this year. He's still gonna show out because he wants to go somewhere. He wants to get the bag somewhere, and uh, it, it, like I said, in nine days they don't give him a bag. He's like, "Fine, dude, I'm gonna win it here and then walk, smack you guys in the face and just walk." Because you know what? Just like LeBron, LeBron can come and leave Cleveland as he wants. I give you a championship, bro. You know what I'm saying? And people in Cleveland cannot hate on him. You know what I'm saying? There's no more Queen James shirts being sold down in Cleveland, and never will be because he brought them a ship. So if Lamar can do kind of do the same, I'm not saying he's gonna. If he can do the same, that dude can walk, and there'll be no hard feelings, 
and he'll go to a team, in my opinion, I think he'd fit great, great into Miami because I said it before and I'll say it again. I am not sold on Tua. I just, I'm just not sold on Tua. And if you plug in Lamar over there, you got Waddle, Jacecki, Miles Gaskins, uh, the, like the third option over there at, uh, at running back now. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you got, you got Tyreek, you know, there now. They, they're such a speedy team that Lamar just is going to just that, – that's going to be like the Golden State Warriors of football, bro. They're just going to spread that whole field out, man. And I, that, that's where I think he should go. But he's not there. He's still in Baltimore. But I'm still saying that Baltimore is going to come out of this division, man. Well, thing is, Yonda left, and and they had a hole on the offensive line. And last season, as much as I love Lamar, he stunk last season. It took a seventy-five yard field goal to beat the Lions. It took off the crossbar. It, it, he barely, I, he probably lost a couple games to Cleveland. Or he lost one, one, one. I don't know. He, he stunk all season, dude. He played absolutely atrocious. And what happened was, he really didn't have any wide receivers to throw to. And he hasn't had them. And, now going into this year, he's got Bateman, and I forgot the another wide receiver that they added. They added someone really good, and they might add Odell. I heard, and that'll be a big, big, big factor because right now he he doesn't have crazy options to throw to. I, I forgot the guy they added. He's going to be special. They have a you know, and J.K. Dobbins is returning, but he stunk last season, dude, and. As a Ravens franchise, it's like, yeah, you you had an MVP season. So did Cam Newton. Then what happened? Cam Newton stunk. They're kind of looking at that and going, hopefully he bounced. I think I think Lamar is better than Cam personally, but as far as track record goes, the Ravens are a really good team every single season. Well, and you know what I mean. They have a set defense, set strategy, set. They're you know Lamar stunk last season. Simple as that. So, I, I don't know. Dude. There's more questions. And just I want to say Baltimore as well, but I'm right. not. You know and and I mean? to piggyback what you said, the guy they added was Devin Duverney. He's a young, young, young wide receiver. But here, here's another thing to look, for, look, out, look out for, man. When I was doing my drafts, everyone was picking up J.K. Dobbins. And they're like, Sasha, picked up J.K. Dobbins. They're like, I don't know if I want to go for J.K. Dobbins. Why? I was like, he's hurt. And guess who they just signed Ooh. about five days ago? Who? Kenyon Drake, why are you signing Kenyon Drake? You know what I'm saying. And then you got you, you got the you, you got you got the coaches saying that they don't know if J.K. Dobbins is going to be healthy for you know uh, for uh, the uh, first game of the season. So that's the kind of question marks, man. But if if you can have J.K. Dobbins coming healthy, man, I think I think Lamar is just going to show out this year because I think he just he just has to, not only for himself but but but. But for future Lamar, Lamar, uh, Lamar uh, Jackson. So that, that's that's who I, that's who I'm kind of putting my eggs in the basket coming out of this uh, AFC North. I'm, I'm 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 going with Baltimore just because I believe in Jackson this year. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. It's just it's just a gut feeling I get, dude. And you know what? The Ravens are always a good pick. They're a solid football team. They want to win every game. They're always in the mix. I, I don't disagree with it. I just think that the Cincinnati Bengals, um, you come up, dude, you have three of the best receivers ever to play the game on one team. T. Higgins, great Boyd. He could be a number one player in any position. Now, you know, Boyd, uh, Jamar Chase is top three in the league. 
Um, Joe Burrow, same thing we talked about with uh, Malcolm, you know, and and uh, Devontae Adams is now Jamar Chase works with his old quarterback, and and they're just something special. Now, quarterback uh, Super Bowl hangover suggests otherwise. They have a great defense. They have a good pass rushers. They added a couple great offensive linemen. Do they knew that Burrow needed some help? They should have won. The, uh, they could have won. Oh, the Super Bowl, they could have won, you know, this and that. They could have won. They were in the mix. Joe Burrow's special, dude. Joe Burrow's way better than Lamar Jackson, and I think that Cincinnati's the team. Okay, well, those are those are two teams, I believe. I believe the two teams that we differ on are, um, uh, I think it was, uh, I had Green Bay uh, taking it. You had the Vikings, and that was out of the NFC North. NFC West, West we both kind of leaned towards the Rams. The North, I went Green Bay. You went the uh, Vikings. The South, you kind of picked Tampa Bay. You kind of maybe said maybe New Orleans. NFC East, definitely we were with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. NFC West, I picked the Chargers. You kind of said, hey, the Raiders, man. So, you know, back and forth on that. AFC North, now I'm calling Baltimore. You're calling uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, so we're going to go hit the AFC South now. The AFC South. Now, the AFC South is going to be Tennessee, the Colts, um, Houston, and uh, Jacksonville, if I, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville. And the pa- so, Patriots, right? No, yeah, no, no. no, 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 no Patriots no. are the East. Patriots right. are the East. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yep, yep. So, for the AFC South, man, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Colts. I think I think Maddie Ice going, going over to Indianapolis adds a huge, huge dynamic. I think, I think Pittman Jr. is – is a is is a better wide receiver than everybody anybody thinks he is. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a little bit underrated. Of course they got the of course they got the stud Taylor, you know, over there. So um I, I think Matty Ice, you know, he's had a pretty good he had a pretty good career in Atlanta. They they damn near almost beat friggin' Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So he has experience. If he can get just get the yips out of him, dude, I, I think I think he can elevate Indianapolis to a a playoff berth team. I think they they come out of the AFC South as champs, dude. Yeah, it's not really close in this division. The only other team that might give them fits is a proven uh, Titans team, and the Titans have done great over the years. And they also they have the, one of the best players in the game, and that's Derrick Henry. Now he's getting older. He didn't even last all season last season. And Ryan Tannehill took kind of a step back. Um, he, you know, he can do what he, he's kind of limited. Um, you know, you're never going to see him pass over 250. You're never going to see this and that. Um, but so I think the Titans, Mike Vrabel is one of the best head coaches as far as like we talk about Dan Campbell. I think Vrabel is kind of like Dan Campbell before Dan Campbell. Um, so I do think they have. I think the Titans have a very good chance because they have a lot of good players at a lot of good spots. Um, but I do like the Colts. I, I do like. I love the Colts. Um, Jonathan Taylor stays healthy. Um, you do have Matt Ryan, like you just talked about. Like you talked about guys that have something to prove. Um, I think Matt Ryan has a lot to prove. Um, coming onto his new team, he's not that old. The other guys come onto their team; they're ancient. This guy's he won some games last season as an Atlanta Falcon that he had nothing around the board. You know what I nothing. mean? Nothing. Just 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 Kyle Pitts. That's all he pretty much had, dude. No running backs. 
no receivers. His best receiver put $10 on DraftKings and couldn't play anymore. <laughs> and he lost Julio. Um, so it's a huge, I think Matt Ryan, I think it's not even close, really. I think the Colts do prevail. But I think them in Tennessee, however that series goes, could tell. But I do think the Colts, they have too much on defense. They have too much on offense. They have, like we just talked about, Derrick Henry. You kind of have a, a stopper in Jonathan Taylor. They're kind of 1A, 1B. So, yeah, right. And then, you know, if we go inside the numbers, too, not only do we, they have the linebackers – um, that are great. They have Quentin Nelson, who might be one of the best offensive linemen in history, interior-wise. And so, yes, I think Matt Ryan shines, and I do. I would take them for sure. Colts all day. Okay, cool. So, uh, since we're since we're kind of have uh, kind of you know in sync with that one, let's move on to the AFC East. AFC is Buffalo, New England, Miami, New Jersey. Like I said, I'm not sold. On Miami, just because who they have under center, I'm not sold on Tua. I've said it before. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets having a, you know, a, a nice young core of players. They're not completely ready yet. Um, New England, I, I think if 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 the the hooded Sith Lord, uh, Darth Hoodie can uh can kind of you know rein in your boy Mac over there, maybe. But I'm, but it's Buffalo, dude. Buffalo's a powerhouse. I think Josh Allen's, you know, uh, 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 the, the, our next generation quarterback. Um, he has uh, good people in the back. He has Singletary coming out of the backfield. You know, they they got that. They got a new Cook kid. Um, you know, who, who's to say he's going to be good or not, man? If he can be, if he can be a skosh of what his brother is, he's going to be friggin' awesome. You got Diggs. You know what I'm saying? They have good, good players. And, and jo- Josh Allen's that quarterback, kind of like I touched on Aaron Rodgers, who makes players better around him. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? So I'm definitely calling Buffalo to come out of this this division, uh, AFC East, for sure. Sean McDermott is top five coaches in the league, and you can argue that he's number one, and he could be number, you know, top three. Um, you know. He's always done good. I don't know if he's had a losing record, and if he did, it was by like a game or two, and that's not really an easy division. Um, I do think the Jets are up and coming under Salah, Salah, who I bought a shawarm off his mom the other day over in Dearborn Heights. Um, but the thing is, um, the Patriots are always a wild card. They got Fat Patricia um, calling offense or defense, whatever he's doing over there. Um, they always have a, a good defense, and they're going to scheme and win some games, and they're going to be – but I do like the Dolphins, and I do like my – I mean, uh, Buffalo. And uh, But here's my thing, and I want you to touch on this, please. Someone's going to have a top last four seed hangover. And for some reason, like you always say, you had the premonition on, on Baltimore – I have some premonition that Buffalo is going to struggle this season because they have all the hype and all the BS and all the, and how many teams have done that? Maybe the Cowboys in 93, you know what I mean? Like there hasn't been that many teams that have gone. I've got the hype in modern day, like in our like last 15 years, it really hasn't been like that. It's been like a a team out of nowhere type deal. You know what I mean? And uh, I just don't think that, I think Buffalo has maybe too much pressure on them this season. And on the other side of things, I think Miami has zero pressure. <laughs> I think they're coming out and they got Waddle at the two. And when you got Waddle at the two, you got J- Jakeem Grant, who's just as fast as uh, Tyreek Hill. 
So now you got pretty much the fastest wide receiving core in the history of football um, on the Dolphins. And, and their defense won games a few years ago, won games last year. Uh, Wilkins is a special player at the defensive tackle out of Clemson. I think that they're going to be uh, – I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'd i love to say the Bills. I'm going to go Miami, dude. I, I just, okay. I'm, I'm riding the train, dude. I love them. All right. I mean, they, yeah, dude, it's just um... – Two good teams, bro, and um, they both got good upside, you know. So, yeah, you got I got Buffalo coming out, and uh, you have Miami coming out, right? Yeah. So, yeah. um, so uh, let's move on to uh, what we've been watching. But before we move on to watching, let's do this your little hang, hang your hat on segment, man. Um, okay. I, for the NFL, I got I got got two two uh things I kind of want to touch on, you know, for the NFL, I'm gonna, we're going to look at NFL MVP and we're going to look at Super Bowl predictions. Who do you think is going to go? Who do you think is going to win? So, um, Chris, start, start out. Who do you think is going to be the NFL MVP this year? I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. He's got so much around him. He's going to have a special year. If you look at the last couple of years, he's, he's only been in the league a couple of years. He has the most attempts per game, I think, of any quarterback in the last few years. Um, guys like Patrick Mahomes losing weapons. Uh, Josh Allen having the pressure of being the number one, um, I, you know, in Cincinnati, he's not pushed. He's not this. He's not that. Joe Burrow's a special cat, man. Very special. You you just won a national title. You go to the Super Bowl a couple years later. You got a bunch of talent around you. I think Joe Burrow is a guy that I would hang my hat on being the MVP this season. Okay. Cool. Um, my my MVP is that I'm, I'm going to go back to Buffalo. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I think he has a lot of people, good people around him. He has Stefan Diggs, David Gabe. He has uh, Crowder still there, he, a, a wily vet, you know what I'm saying? Um, I forgot about the good young tight end they have in Knox. You know, yeah. the backfield, backfield, they got Singletary, they got Moss, they got uh, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis. Yeah, the list goes on and on. You're right. Yeah, no, I mean, Josh Allen, obviously, um, he's a great choice. There's, I mean, going into the season, I love Josh Allen. Um, he played out of Wyoming, and people wanted to doubt him because he played for Wyoming. Um, I just think that um, there's no – I just think the pressure, you know, is you face a lot of good teams in that AFC, and I, I don't know, you know. it's a, But, yes, he can move, he can throw, he can do it all. So, yeah, that's not a horrible pick. It's a great pick. All right. So uh, we're going to go on to uh, Super Bowl. Who's going to make it to Super Bowl and who's going to win it? Oh, you got a prediction first what I think about this one? This is, I mean, I should have been prepared, but uh... – I gotta think about this for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go. I think I think it's gonna be Buffalo and, and Tampa Bay. That's if, like I said before, if Tom Brady can be the Tom Brady of old and being old, you know what I'm saying. I think I think that's gonna kind of fall short, and I think Buffalo is gonna win the championship this year. I think uh, I think I think Josh Allen's gonna get uh, NFL MVP, and I think he's gonna get a shift, dude, just because. Of who I said is around him, the way he plays, um, the, the the upside of Buffalo. They have probably the best defense in the league. 
you know, saying they, they have a lot of weapons on offense and they have Josh Allen at home. And if I think he's going to win NFL MVP, it, it, it's to me, it'd be kind of stupid not to pick them to win the championship, dude. Yeah, um, that's not a horrible pick. I mean, uh, as I'm looking through the teams in the AFC, I mean, they kind of got to go. Um, here's a crazy thing, man. I, I didn't pick them to even do anything. I think the Chargers are going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to go Chargers against Arizona. I'm going to go out really? the box, man. I think both those teams have young, up-and-coming, you know, everything around the board, coaches, this, that, this, that. Um, I, I think that those two teams, they don't have the pressure as other teams. And if they get the right breaks, if Kyler Murray plays like he did one through eight, you get what I'm saying? Not the last few weeks, but one through eight. I, I don't know, man. And then DeAndre comes back late in the season. That could be a good thing for them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, develop chemistry with other position players. So, um, but yeah, that's my Super Bowl is um, Chargers versus um, Arizona. So, yeah, I mean it's you know it's 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 not a bad take. They're 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 two good teams. I think Arizona has a lot to prove, especially being in the division they're in. It's a, that you know that is a absolutely stellar I'll stellar. A, I'll, give back, I'll give a backup. I'll give a backup one, and that mm. is. And that is the Colts versus Tampa Bay. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Matt Ryan, second chance at Tom, dude. And Tom on his way out, great defense, great everything around him. Uh, the Colts, I think I, I've, I've been high on the Colts. So I'm going to replace – I'm actually going to replace them and hang my hat on the Colts. Um, I, I just – I picked them. I want them. I think they're going to do good. You're right about Buffalo, though. There's no – I mean, they're just elite everywhere. But um, – and they did add Von Miller, who's like the fucking joker of the league. He just comes in and wins the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I would love that. And then, you know, if you get the Colts versus uh, – or Buffalo versus, uh, you know, um, L.A. Rams, like we're going to see on tomorrow night. So, it's going to be an awesome – I think it's going to be awesome, dude. They're going to – there's about seven, eight teams – maybe 10 that could win this thing it's a great great league right now absolutely and that was our hang your hat segment you know um and before we move on to what we've been watching i think uh next week we're gonna elaborate a little bit more on michigan you know i'm saying we're gonna see how michigan does or kind of have a little more feel on jj and uh uh the quarterback situation there um and then we're gonna we're gonna be able to break down the NFL uh, games a little more and see, and see who had great week ones. So I'm really excited for next week's um, show. But right now, you know, let's end the segment like we always do. What have you been watching, Chris? Uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, right. Uh, you know, I I honestly think as far as characters are concerned, Game of Thrones is gonna be tough to beat. There's like 15 characters that everyone was interesting. As far as writing and like plot and everything, I don't know if I just didn't get, I got into Game of Thrones late, kind of. So obviously as the seasons went on, it was awesome plots, awesome characters. But right now, man, what what's setting up for this House of Dragon is looking very good. I don't know, just personally. I mean, there's only a one or two characters that are interesting, unfortunately. 
opposite of Game of Thrones, but the plot is wild right now. And so, yeah, I'm watching that. What are you watching? Um, I'm watching uh, House of Dragons as well. Um, I kind of sentiment what you're saying. I, I, I get that. I just don't want them to turn the princess into the new Daenerys and have, you know, and, and just put the whole season on her because she's been, to me, the best character yet. You know what I'm saying? Her, her and her uncle have kind of been the best characters yet. I, I, I just don't want it going that same route. I don't want them to say, hey, you know, we... We had uh, we had success with, with with Daenerys and you know how how and her character development and what she became from being this uh, you know meek meek chick who got given to friggin' uh, uh, you know Jason Momoa's character to being this like crazy burn down the city burn down King's Landing you know cr- uh, cr- crazy like her other uh, family members I don't want him to go that route. But I think it's starting starting slow, which is okay with me if you start slow. As long as it ramps up and ends, great. You know what I'm saying? I think every and show I, has ended really on a high pitch. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. It was real slow last episode. You watch it over. I watch every episode twice. And I think the ending of all the episodes have been amazing. Keeping you on the edge of the seat and wanting you to come back. Um, what you just said about the princess... I was like that too. Did you watch the latest episode? Yes. I thought she stunk acting wise. I think that her character is kind of a terrible person. So it's like they don't want you to kind of root for her. She's doing like stupid shit. She's doing like, she's like being mean. She's like not like, and then like this guy comes out, you want to hate the guy. And then he comes out and he kind of saves the day. And uh, Damien, you know, I mean, and like, there's like, I don't know, that guy's carrying the show. As simple as that, you know. I mean, he right. really is. And um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think that the characters, looking back at Game of Thrones, like you're just talking about, um, they just let, made the light show that black. Light that black up, and let me know. It is a black. <laughs> it is. But here's the thing, no, like seriously though, like it's. I want to like it. They have a great plot. The king's kind of a crusty character, not really interested. His wife's not really interesting. His hand is okay, but he hasn't done anything crazy yet, you know, to like fuck him over or anything. That guy right. that keeps coming up with suggestions, the fat guy that they try to replace, he's not like the other character. There's just no one yet that's like stamped their foot besides Damien. Right. And, so, and like, and I, I'm with you too. It's like it's like put yourself in Damien's shoes, bro. It's like your brother's the king. Wouldn't you feel like even though that you know, yeah, his kids would be next in line. Like, why why wouldn't you want to you know name him as your successor? You know, what I'm saying he's he's battle tested. He's he 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 knows the political friggin' game. You know, what I'm saying he uh, uh, you know they're trying to make Damien out to be his bad dude, but like. Anybody in that position, I'd be pissed off too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if my brother's the king and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, my next heir is my 13-year-old daughter. I'd be like, what? Get the fuck out of here. You know what? I'm gone. Deuces. And I'm going to do my own thing, bro. And if we meet it, if, if we meet on the battlefield, then we meet on the battlefield. The, the best man wins it. But like, <clears throat> to piggyback what I was saying, that I don't want them to go to <clears throat> and do that, do the Daenerys uh, formula 
know what I'm saying? At the end, at the end of the at the end of the uh, the episode, dude, like I wanted to see a, a a nice little fight on that bridge right there, and then here comes the princess, swoops in on her dragon like Daenerys did, come down and like like acts like she's this you know alpha female, which is cool. I, I love love strong female roles. But like Damien could have just been like, okay, sure, you're 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 my niece, cool, boom, kicked her down the pit, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, then what? Then that it's was like the all, second episode. This yeah, there, there was the next episode after that. You seen that one, right? There's I, I thought there's a third episode. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see I didn't see three then, oh, man. So you're fucking up. So what happened was basically, <laughs> I'm not gonna give it to you all the episode because it's classic. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking stale throughout the whole. They jumped six years ahead, like not six years, but a few years ahead, right off the jump, which is like crazy. They end up talking about it in the after, like the producers talk about the show. But Damon does something and saves everything, dude, and he shows his worth. He basically lays himself out there and does what he needs to do, and you'll see it. Talking about the Crab King, he takes care of business and whatever else, and she acts like a spoiled brat and an asshole. And like when when so going, it's funny that you mentioned that because in the second episode, that's how you're feeling. Oh, she's a good character. Now you watch the third episode <laughs> and just text me, okay? Because you're gonna gotcha. go like this. You're gonna go like this and go, God damn, she was horrible in this episode, dude. She's flat right, out. Right. She's stale. She's like a brat. She doesn't do shit exciting. Even when she's in the mix and she's like a main character, she has a lot of shit going on. None of it's like that straight, really. I mean, she I mean, she does one thing that's kind of crazy other than that. Like she's stale as shit, dude. And Damon does something that saves the realm, and then they show a preview for the next few episodes. And <laughs> that's something you have to see, because basically, without giving it away, Damon's in the flat out mix now. He's not, he's the head, he's the favorite now, dude, after what he does. And then now he has the son that he just had. He has Damon. He, he promises her in the new, new episode, he promises her the throne to keep her happy. But then Damon does what he does, and now it's about four or five people looking at the air position. So, gotcha. And the king's looking super weak. So, this is, you got to watch the third episode, dude, because, yeah, that's how everyone fell after the second episode. She's doing good. You watch this new episode, man. She's like the worst character on the show, dude. She's horrible, dude. It's it's sad. Gotcha. And um, other than uh, I've been watching um Animal Kingdom and speaking of strong women, Ellen Barkin's just a dog in that show. Um, I'm on season two. I'm about to end season two, start three. I think there's six total. Great show. I I recommend that. Um, but I also been um watching that that new Lord of the Rings on uh Prime, and this is like if if you're if you watch all the lord of the rings um this is kind of like you know the prequel and how how they build the forge that makes the rings and yada 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 and there there's some there, there's some uh characters from the movie that they have in here but they're younger and um i don't know it's uh it starts off really slow there's some good scenes in it some good action in it um but but it's it's starting off slow, so it's like I'm thinking like mm, maybe this is like the new the new formula. You start off slow and then you just ramp it up and end with a bang, which I wouldn't mind. But I'm two episodes deep in that, and it's it's slow and then it has its like star moments, but it doesn't end on like high notes where I'm like oh I can't wait to watch the next one. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch all of it through. 
But um, yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. So, two things honorable mention, then I'll get into one last thing. Um, did you watch um, fuck, what was it, the Nights of the Night of? No. So that's a little bit older series. A guy played in the Star Wars movies. Um, Arabic dude, flat out great performance. Has um, Chalky from uh, you know Boardwalk Empire. It was one of his last shows he did. He's in there. The guy goes to prison because he wakes up next to this girl. He's a straight edge, straight edge guy, uh, tutor. And he, one night he takes his dad's cab out, picks up a. He kept getting these people wanting to go in the cab. He's like, I'm going to a party. Is like, I'm just driving the cab. I'm not picking people up. Well, some girl hops in there and he goes, What's up? And they end up having the night of their lives. She brings them back. They do coke. They do a bunch of shit. He wakes up. He's like, man, he's downstairs. He's not even upstairs. And he wakes up. He goes upstairs to talk to her. I think they banged. I don't know. But he goes up and he, he they did bang. And he goes up and she's slayed. And then, obviously, he looks like the You know, he's the only suspect. He leaves. The cops find him. It's a crazy show, dude. Great show. Great acting. Um, he turns into What's like it on? HBO Max. It's... HBO, it's 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 one of the best shows of all time, dude. It really is. He he comes in. There's a detective after his ass. The te- detective's like, "You did it." And he's like, "I didn't. I swear to God." But as he goes into jail, he starts getting comfortable because he's a straight edge guy. Now he's in jail. He some guy throws a hot coffee on him, and he goes to Chalky. Chalky's got his back. Now he's the head dog in prison, and he's kind of like, "I'm the head dog in here. So why do I want to leave?" So. I got a lot to like think about. Like, do I just want to be the head dog in prison, even though I didn't do this, or what's going to go on? And you know, the ending something different that you have to see. But Night of is sick. Um, the little things, or something like that, um, about this girl who these murders start happening when she comes back to her hometown. She has a sister and a crazy family. Did you watch that? No. What's it called, dude? I think it's like the little things or something like that. Um. It's a book, but people are like, it's the most boring fucking show, dude. It sucks the whole time. It's horrible. And you're like, what is going on? It's terrible. These murders are happening. And and so later on, it finds out that this girl, she makes friends with this black girl and the black girl is missing. And the mom comes over and goes, where's my daughter? And the, the girl, the sister who's older took the other daughter because the mom was making them drink this medicine. And she was making people crazy. And um, another daughter died. That's why the main daughter left. The big older daughter, she come back just because she's a news reporter and someone died. Well, they end up going like this and the black daughter was missing. Well, the big daughter sits down on the younger daughter's bed and she looks into the dollhouse and the dollhouse had human teeth as the floor. And then the I, younger... I, saw, I, I, I saw that one. I saw, I yeah. saw that one. Yeah. Is, is, that, is, there, is there another season from that? No, but I'm just saying that was wild, and then, that's a good show. That's a good show. I watched. But no, that the one, night yeah. of you got you got to watch the night of dog. I'm telling you, man. But lastly, I just want to end on this because we both seen it, and we'll, we'll we'll talk next week. But this is a huge, the new Jurassic Park come out on Peacock, and I'm like, I wanted to watch a new movie. You were like, this shit's boring, but I'm like, you know what? I love Jurassic Park. Let me watch this shit. It should have been called Almost Gotcha because the dinosaurs <laughs> almost gotcha almost every minute. It was it was so predictable. Like here he goes, he's gnawing at your feet, but somehow you make it. Very predictable, very stupid. Um, I don't know. I don't even know why they made this movie. It was a total money grab. It wasn't a horrible, horrible, horrible movie, but I just didn't like the movie 
overall. You know, right, right, right. What did you think of? Did you end up finishing it? No, dude, I'm about an hour and a half deep. It's like two or two and a half hour movie, and it was. It got into like human cloning and like we're replacing the di- the dinosaurs DNA with Komodo dragons. It's like I thought it was frogs at first, and like the I I think I think the whole I I like the whole take on um how that uh how that one that one company that got like the uh, con- a global contract to like like study the dinosaurs DNA and like they created the, they created the locusts to like diminish the crops. And uh, so they, so, so their crops can survive and they can control, you know, the food source around the world because they do, you you control, you control people's money and can control people's food, bro. You, you, you pretty much have, you know, world power in your hand. I like that aspect about it, but I kind of fell short right there, dude. So, um, if you go on just to, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're going to finish it. Um, they have another battle between the new big dinosaur against the T-Rex and the T-Rex looks like he's damn near dead and they fight, basically start the fight with all the main characters in the middle. And then the old scientist from the first one looks up and goes, it's not about us. And then they start fighting, and then T-Rex gets knocked out, like Debo, you know, knocking someone out for Grandma's chain. And then the new dinosaur is trying to kill everybody, and then the T-Rex wakes up when that other dinosaur with the big, long, um, saber-like fang, you know, he has, like, hands with, like, razors or whatever. And basically, T-Rex wakes up, and they tag-team the new dinosaur and the t-rex pushes them and the other guy stabs them and then they're like it's over it's like it was so stupid dude it was it was so stupid like we didn't need round two against those dinosaurs the t-rex won the first time he won the second time too but you didn't need that second fight what's the point of that you know so right it was very stupid and um yeah very waste of time you will check that out but uh yeah, man, great show again. Um, you're on the you're on the uh, producer duties now as our show's somehow wigging out. Corey, we'll have you back next week, man. You did good. You've been doing good, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> we uh, we'll have a better show next week. We're gonna come hard. We're gonna have great topics to talk about with the NFL back in full swing. Sash, it's been talking shoot. Dahmer, baby. Dahmer night, baby.